that was my woohoo. I loved it. Woohoo. <laughs> woohoo. <laughs> Great way to start it off. Great every time it. every time we should be like, woohoo. <laughs> Force a suggestion. You know, it's like yes. that sign that says applause. <laughs> they have right. in the TV studios. Oh, yeah. This is where you're supposed to uh, clap. This, uh, these are the jokes, folks, kind of thing. <laughs> That's right. This is the woohoo part woo-hoo. of the show. <laughs> Everybody applause. Okay. <laughs> Ah, this is Fusion Music Radio's Birds of a Feather. If that's not cause for applause, then nothing is. We are an indie music-focused show rife, I tell you. Absolutely rife, positively rotten, (laughs) with witty, fuck-laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. And what's more, thematic submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you while our fascinating fun features fluster, flummox, fulfill, and thrill you. And you will shiver with Antissa... Say it. All right, well, and uh, okay, so after a build-up like that, who is this doing the talking? I'm Professor P. Soup, uh, international rock and radio legend, and, you know, being as this is. Now, for you people out there, we did um, our our anniversary shows, our Valentine's Day shows, but the thing is, we're recording this show on actual Valentine's Day. One year ago, tonight, we were in Hollywood watching uh, Britney's Rage kick total ass and total missing ass. persons own the the whiskey a go go. It was absolutely fantastic, and uh, that was the day our first show premiered. And here we are doing it when you know we're kind of taking it a little easy here. Uh, we're doing a, a pajama party tonight, uh, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But let me uh, let me just little uh, retrospective here while my if you want to know my story while conventional wisdom would say the hip indie rock radio scene is no country for old men i managed to carve out a place for myself and you know i settled in so it was all quiet on the western front and then it happened one night the the lost weekend was coming to an end and in the last few hours i ventured forth in the heat of the night to hear the sound of music and there I met my fair lady, an American beauty with a beautiful mind. She was performing with her husband, a group of only two, but still making a positively titanic sound. After we'd gotten to know each other better, I asked her if she were interested in going my way, and by that I mean doing a show. Uh, and I was thinking by herself or with her husband, but she had uh, different ideas. And uh, risking the uh, sting of rejection, she plucked up the courage to suggest we do one together. And so it happened that we, two ordinary people, tried to establish our own style, not knowing if we would crash and be gone with the wind, or whether the show would sprout wings and run from here to eternity. After a somewhat rocky start, her winning format anchored our otherwise scap-hattered banter into something resembling a brand. Alright, maybe it's not the greatest show on earth, but it's clear from the terms of endearment I always regale pumpkin cookie dumpling here with... That we have a very special friendship, and we invite you, the whole wide world, to share it with us every week. And if you keep tuning in, we'll give you the best years of our lives. And we uh, we think we have a pretty good show for you tonight, too, at the risk of patting ourselves on the back. <laughs> I could not resist that. <laughs> that was fucking amazing. That was a 22 Academy Award uh, Best Picture uh, winners woven into a little tale, including the very first one, I believe. It was 1928 Wings. I had to get that in there. Oh well, considering we're birds of a feather, I had to get that in there. But 22 Best Pictures. 
Oh. Flipping the script a little bit tonight. Well, know. I love it because we are also film lovers. You and I are oh, just, we yes. are all about it. So I love the, I was like, wait a minute, I heard No Country for Old Men. I was like, well, what, what's happening? Yeah. Oh, well, fucking And the titles come on. I was like, oh, I see what he's doing. And I was like, oh my, oh my, I didn't know they were Academy Award winners. Though. Yeah, they're all I, best pictures. Yeah. Wow. This Alone, is Mind it? blown. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was way too badass. I don't even know how to... I can't even... And then it was like a story about us. I'm like... Uh, yes, yes. It was... I, I, I was amazing. I, I thought, you know, with that many titles, can I tell our story? And, you did. and I did. It was brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, my God. It was uh, that brilliant. thus ends the preparation portion of the show for me. <laughs> See, I invest actually several minutes in the intro, and then the rest of the, the, the you know, random spurg shit that comes out of my mouth for the rest of the show. You think I planned that too, but That's I don't. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. <laughs> of course it's true. That's a fib. That's okay. okay. Anyway, uh, so we've heard about uh, the uh, one half. What about the American Beauty half? <laughs> well. Regale us with your beautiful mind. I am the vocalist for the dark alt-rock band Ascent, as you know, but I can still hear you saying, you've got to lay down your burden of sorrow. I move every day. I guess I'm not as strong as I used to be. I know you don't believe that it's true, but I'm beginning to wonder why. Would you love me tomorrow? Because I've built my life around you. You're shining autumn, ocean crashing. You know that I'm falling. What have you done to me? Days when the rain and the sun are gone. What can I do? Pick up the pieces and go home? To a room with some lace and paper flowers? In that house on the hill? I'll be waiting for you. Wow. Well, and hey... How very timely that was. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Considering the winging it we just uh, did. And of course, for you, if you listen every week, that would have been last week's show. So you already know that uh, that was well, well, well done and uh, very rich. Very interesting, right? So that's different. Uh, as I did last time, I like to mess with it. Those are lines from 18 different songs of Fleetwood Mac. No, uh, yeah, I, that, uh, them I recognize. You totally right. You totally stumped me another time with somebody I know, too. Well, I tried to bring more lines that people might know, like, yeah. I tried to stay away from the obscure, though it's hard to weave something interesting with just those songs that people know really well. So oh, I had yeah, to yeah. steal some, but you, you got a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, unless, like, I picked, talk about uh, Easy Pickings, Billy Joel last time. Oh. I mean, the guy's got 97 hits, so I made a whole story out of just hit Which songs was, that everybody knows. Well, even the, the Clapton one was spot on. Yeah, the, a lot of I those mean, were pretty prominent, they too. Are yeah. Really, good stuff. But uh, I'm going to have to start digging deeper, and, I, and I, was, I had a couple things in mind for this intro, and I thought, wait a minute, why don't I just turn it all around and go for films? I love Best the picture. film thing. I'm, and, just, I'm dying. You know, there's like, I don't know how many, 70 or whatever we're up to now, but I thought, okay, there's enough of them there that patting ourselves on the back. I mean, <laughs> I wanted to say that from the first second, but I had to save it, you know? I mean, you could do so many with that, you know, movies with female leads, movies from the 50s. You could go anywhere you want oh, with yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's brilliant. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I did. Oh, I wanted to get back to what I was, I wanted to kind of circle back to what I was saying before circle about back. the PJs. Oh, yeah. Because I ain't no circle back girl. Yes, I am, actually, for you now. actually are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what we're talking about the PJs, um, see... We're doing the show in our pajamas, and you know, a, a reader, a listener, a reader, yeah, a reader, somebody who reads the show. You sorry, know. the transcript is available online. The uh, it's not actually, it's not really. No, the um, a listener said that you know the show has potential, but you two are kind of rigid and formal, and and you I've know, kind of stuffy, and, yeah. and and you know, just too relaxed. Yeah, just you know, and, and they actually even suggested that. 
we could learn a thing or two from Audrey and Reggie. And I'm like, well, Dan, that's some cold shit. If you're some suggesting that shit. we would have to learn from uh, a robot and a, uh, a British lady. But then I listened to this clip and I thought, you know what? They are kind of, uh, well, you'll see. She is now my queen, which is good because I did not want to have to kill her. If she has to look at you every day, she probably wishes you had. Ouch, sweet burn. I'm surprised they let you wear that ugly hat indoors. This ugly hat, as you so ignorantly put it, is the Boriskov royal crown. And soon the world will quake at the very sight of it. Or, that is, they would if they were not vaporized. Vaporize this. He's a bit of a nuisance, but I grant he has rather nice theme music. We should use it, just to piss him off. LOL, you're starting to earn your keep. Now let's pop over to Spain. You know, I'm big enough a man to admit that they are perhaps a little bit more animated than we are. <laughs> so let's just hope that the pajamas help. You know, it's fun doing it in your pajamas. It's a real... It's well, one so thing that's cool, fun. like I said, since I live in both studios, um, uh, when Christina leaves, I don't have to change. I just go to bed. Well, now I have to change. <laughs> well, she has to, No, no. Just drive home in your pajamas. I and could drive home in my PJs. I, I would, actually. If and I here I am with no shoes on. It's super comfy. I just feel chill. I it feel is like, comfy. You know, a little pajama party, anniversary pajama party well, here. And I'm warm. I feel warm and yeah, comfy. Yeah. It's yeah. perfect rather it's than... way comfy, which unfortunately will probably make me even more uh, slack and uh, and negligent than I usually am, oh, <laughs> which is a real problem. <laughs> but it's fun doing this in your pajamas. I actually interviewed Leona X, uh, a regular on the show. <laughs> uh, we were both in our pajamas. We weren't in the same room like this. She was in Las Vegas. But it was fun. It's cool. And um, I think we're ready to do a show. I mean, we have our beverages. Got them. I have my Check. escape mental patient notes. Check. I have uh, <laughs> napkins for the uh, copious nasal secretions I expect <laughs> during the show, because contrary to what you've been told out there, folks, it gets cold in California. It does. Uh, I mean, it's like going to be 30 something tonight. Seriously, I mean, 39. I, I know when you're shoveling four feet of snow away from your driveway tomorrow, you're not going to be really moved by that They're story. They're flipping us off right I, now. I mean, you're like, you know, oh, you're breaking my heart, but it's cold out there. So, uh, you know, copious nasal secretions. We're ready for the show, uh, and uh, we're willing to do this uh, just for you. So let's get this thing on. The, uh, on the move here. Perfect. I'm here in my love pants. I got my little love PJ pants on. I got a red top on for for love, L for love, and I'm ready to get right? started. I'm going to tell you. If you're and if you're really really fascinated with what we're wearing and our attire, just uh, listen to winging it. We we go through we, we go, go through it, it in, in some detail. <laughs> we share quite a bit. Yeah. So Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so right now, what we're going to be treated to, I'm hoping, and again, you know, I, I leave it up to your discretion, but. I would love to hear a little bit about what you are working on. Well, yeah, I, I always say I'm working on something. However, uh, I actually am, and uh, we talked about this on last wing, and I cut it because it was so boring. But uh, it wasn't. <laughs> no, I didn't feel <laughs> I had to talk about myself because I'm always saying I'm doing this and I'm doing that, but I really am doing something this yes, time. Yes, you are. The album I've been working on since like the dawn of time. Uh, tell me a story. Uh, there was a, it had been ready years ago. And uh, except for one track, I didn't. Finish, I never figured I had to finish the song. So the song had to get cut. I had to rearrange the song order just slightly and introduce a, a track which was recorded actually in 2012. Nine years old. A nine-year-old track I did in the studio with a, with a young singer at the time who was a kid. She was 19 years old in oh, wow. Sydney Rothblatt. 
and um, uh, was thrown on to tell me a story, and now it's pretty much ready to be finished. I just got to fiddle around the sounds sound fiddle around until it sounds less sucky than it usually than it already did, oh, and I'll just put it out there. And the same with my anthology. I've, I've added some tracks to that, cut a couple of uh, dead weight songs, and uh, fleshed it out with some uh, collaborations. And so those will both be out soon, and uh, well, we'll certainly uh, uh, pound that into your skulls when that happens, but it's going to be a couple of months probably. But uh, now here's someone who's actually always doing something, uh, not just talking about it. What's going on in uh, Ascent World? Well, actually, we have some news. Um, We finished our 15th song, and we've decided that it is time to release our LP. We released an EP uh, in 2019 of September, which is right when I met you, we had just released that. And EP. I got a free copy. <laughs> I pretty much come in there and say, "Yeah, uh, do a radio <laughs> show," and they start giving you free copies of stuff. You know. Well, yeah, I was like, "Can I just put it in your truck and hit play?" Mm-hmm. How about that? How about we get that done? I listened to it on the way to work. You did, and you. First- in fact, yes. The night that I described in my introduction. That's the night we're talking about, September 21st, 2019. Yes. That was the night that we met and that all that stuff happened. I was talking about the heat of the night, sound of music and all that stuff. Yes. Met uh, Punk in here, so yeah. Absolutely. Well, that album, well, the LP was called Bleed Like Us. Now it's called Bleed Like Us, Evolution of Sorrow. So it's the full LP. We've decided we are done. 15 is a lot of tracks, but we really didn't feel like it was done till now. So now we feel like it's done. And we're really excited. I already created a cover, which you've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I like to do. I'm always nervous about it because I'm not a designer, but I do the best that I can. So She wows everybody with her graphics. You know if you see the Instagram from the show or the Facebook from the show. I showed some of her work. To, and she, the great promo she did for Ascent the Band. Oh, my goodness. I showed somebody her promos there. And like, wow, maybe I should hire her to do mine. You know? <laughs> oh, God. Absolutely. So, yeah. And they'd get to see how the, the stuff behind the curtain, which they don't want to see. They're like, uh, how she puts that together basically with like spit and tape uh interesting smoke and mirrors baby smoke Proofs and mirrors. in the pudding pudding <laughs> <laughs> so that we're, we're hoping to have out in march we were shooting for march 1st but to david's point some of the stuff that we were listening to we're listening to to make sure it all sounds like it belongs on the same album which is super important right the levels are the same you know, that the vocals sound the same. All the levels need to be there. So you can go naturally from one to the other. So we were listening and we both said, oh, wow. That one we recorded right after we wrote it and you can hear it. So we're re-recording it wow. tomorrow. I'm going to redo a couple vocals because, um, again, one of the things that's hard is you want to record it and put it on something, but I didn't have enough time to vet it, to play with it, you know, mm. to let it kind of let it breathe before we recorded it. So now I sing it much different than I would I, I had then. And so I want to re-record the vocals. So it's really, you know, punchy. So we're going to be doing a lot of that tomorrow on the big day off. So I totally get where you're coming from, where you're like, oh, I recorded that how many years ago? I probably need to revisit, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that is really exciting. I mean, I, I we're nervous. I was telling uh, a friend of ours, Liz, I was telling her, I said, oh, you know, we have this going on. I said, but it's really nerve wracking because it's really like putting yourself just out there. It's a real vulnerable place to be. Please listen to my music and I hope you like it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm excited, but I'm nervous and... Uh, We've been releasing the songs as we write them, so it's not like you haven't heard any of these, though there's some that we just recorded, like In Place of Breathing, we just finished, and David gets to hear everything. (laughs) Yeah, that is a knockout. Talk about leaving your bruised. Okay. (laughs) 
And if you don't know what he's talking about, listen, listen to, to Winging It Anniversary Episode show. 17 is our outtakes. So anyway, we're really, really excited. I'm certainly going to be talking about it more on this show um, as we go forward, because this is the bird banter is a part where we get to talk about ourselves a little bit because we don't play ourselves on the show. I mean, except our birthday the shows. Birthdays, you yeah. played me, and I played you on our birthday shows. Otherwise, we don't play. It's a loophole. You know, we, right. <laughs> we have to take advantage of that loophole. Come on. <laughs> so we are indie artists. So that's the one time we get to. But we do, um, you know, hawk our wares a little bit, and we may be talking more about that later. But if you're interested in keeping up with Ascent, we have a couple of things you can do. You can go to asnt.rocks. That's our actual website. You can find us on Facebook. Also at, at ASNT. You can also find us on Instagram. You can find us all over the place. And uh, we had to pull down Spotify stuff because if you don't know, we changed our name from ASCENT to ASNT. So just a little flip the script on you a little bit. But you can also follow us on All Things Ascent is a group. So all you have to do is just request entry because that's how Facebook makes it work. And I will, of course, let you in. And then you can find out all about us or just listen to this show. So music brought us together. Music has kept us together. <laughs> oh, you know what? We could rewrite that song. Music. Music will keep us together. It, it triggered the, the song cue in my head as it is anyway. I mean, inevitably. So, <laughs> Absolutely. So that is it for Bird Banter Part 1. Unless you have anything to add, David, before we go on to Bird Banter Part 2. No. LP release. Well, shut the barn door. I can't wait. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. So much support from David and Lewis and Octane for Ascent, and we certainly appreciate it. And it's all your fault that any of that happened. So That's right. Thank you very much for hearing something in the last, what, probably two minutes of a song that made you want to even talk yeah, to us. Yeah, that was it. A couple minutes. That was it. Divergence. And it will be on the new album, Divergence. Of course it will, yes. Of course it will. All right, so Bird Banter Part 2. Well, we are going to talk about... This is an interesting little thing we're going to talk about here. The greatest female vocalist of the past 10 years. Now, let me be very specific. They may not be new vocalists, but it's really... They've peaked in the last 10 years, or they could be brand new. So it's an interesting list that came from Ranker, and I love Ranker because Ranker allows people to go on and you know rank people up or down so it's actually the people's list it's a people's will. post like the people's choice awards yes which i love i think yeah. it's so much fun and and if you go from one day to the next you see the change so it's mm-hmm. kind of fun but i love ranker because it's not a bunch of critics it's not a bunch of you know just stuffy regular people. peasants just, you know yeah. <laughs> that's exactly just, what I it's meant. the hoi polloi you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i will start with number 10 i'll get your response i'll share my response and we'll Work our way to number one. Number 10, the people say, Katy Perry. I actually like Katy Perry. Honestly, she's one of the better pop acts today. I pretty much enjoy listening to her stuff. I don't find it appalling or anything like that. So I, I kind of like Katy Perry. All right. I'm 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 pretty vanilla on Katy Perry. She's okay. She doesn't do much for me. She's not offensive. I probably change it when she comes on. But as far as greatest female vocals, mm, no. 
No, if it's about yeah, a vocalist is a totally different story. I no, mean, in fact, you can see you can often see that she yeah, uh, gamely, bravely, and recklessly perhaps tries to sing outside her range. Amen, hundred thousand know, percent, big time. So yeah, totally. I would I would certainly not rate her as great as vocalist. I was talking right. about appeal as an act, but uh, vocalist, no, I would say not. She's not a great singer, but she's pleasant enough to listen to. But number nine is Alicia Keys. I don't think she's a, I I don't think she's a spectacular vocalist either. Okay. Um, no, she's she's okay. Yeah. I think she's got a good voice. I mean, I I uh, I enjoy listening to her. I think that she can do a lot with her voice. Are you uh, are you you are aware that she did a Bond theme, right? Of course, yeah. only because I know you. Um, number eight, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson can sing, no question about it. And given a good song, I've only heard a couple of her songs. Pretty good, actually. Um, I know I'm not into the country thing and everything, but you give her a good pop song, and, and she can definitely sing, though. So, Kelly Clarkson's voice, I just wish I had it. It's just so powerful and so good. And she was just some, I think she was just some waitress. And I thought, oh, my God, thank God. She yeah, whatever American, she, whatever American Idol. I knew it was one of those lame she shows. She was one yeah. of the people, she was one of the first winners, and I remember crying when she won. I was so in. I mean, American Idol sucks ass now, but at the time, when it first came out, I thought it was great. Well, I mean, isn't that where we got Adam Lambert, or was that something else? Adam Lambert, Lambert yes. And um, uh, Clay Aiken, is it? Clay Aiken? Yeah, I'm kind of uh. out, but yeah. Kelly Clarkson is one of my favorite voices in pop music. Yeah, she's Hands really good. down. Really she good. can sing the shit out of anything. Because of you. Oh. Yeah, she, that, yeah, she kills. Yeah. She's one of those where you can't sing along. I can't sing along. I don't have that voice. Just go down. Because yeah, of you. Just go down a couple of octaves, you know. From the sidewalk. It gives a Johnny Cash version, you know. From the sidewalk. The Bob Dylan version or something. Yeah, no, you can't keep up with the likes of her, no. But Kelly Clarkson being number eight, mm, I disagree. She should be much higher on the list, but again. Yeah, yeah. Who in the hell do they have uh, that are that many ahead of her? It's impossible. I know they're going to get it wrong. <laughs> Lana Del Rey is number seven. Uh, she, uh, I'm not that familiar with Lana Rey. Yeah. I mean, she's her, her voice is nice. It is not Kelly Clarkson. Out of anywhere close. I mean, I, I'm surprised. It's more she's of a songwriting the, thing. Yeah, I think much. so too. Yeah. Like she's a singer songwriter, and you go, I appreciate that. Should she be on this list? In my opinion, absolutely not. Um, if she should, she should be way down on the list. But um, it's not that I don't like her. But I just again, greatest female vocalist of the past ten years. Not probably not going to count her in there. Nor am I counting this number six, which is Avril Lavigne. Uh, really. Yeah. Oh, come on. I, I'm like, could you not think of anyone else? Or That's a tough one. And you see, now... Love her be, music. Being as old as I am, Fun. we're talking 10 years-ish. Ever Levine, to me, when a life is as long as mine, 10 years is the same as 30. <laughs> so I don't know who's... When I think of someone in the last 10 years, they could be 20. Like, Ever Levine, I picture going way back. When yeah. she first hit. You I know, think she, she wasn't was young. She like, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, something like that. Yeah, exactly that's that's sure. why I didn't think of her maybe as 2010. this. Maybe 2010. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I think she peaked. Maybe I'm thinking wrong, but it feels like she's really old. And I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and she's been out of the game for a while, sadly, due to illness. But Oh, no, no. I but she's, she's coming back, and she's doing well. But, again, fun music. I love her music. Very fun, very pop. But, again, greatest vocalist? No, not at all. And then number five, Rihanna. Uh, I have such antipathy for Rihanna's music that I can't... She's got an okay voice, too. Yeah, she's not bad. I, I don't like her material, but yeah, much. Ri- 
Well, uh, Rihanna has has a few songs I like. She's got a, a pop sensibility about some of her music, which I think I enjoy. But I really do like her voice. She's got a very powerful voice. I don't think her music allows her to show it. Oh, that's probably the case with a lot of these artists. Yeah, and, and that kind of kills me because you can tell she can really sing her ass off. And you can hear her sing in some songs, but I just wish their, her songs allowed her to show it off more. But I do think she has a great voice. One of the greatest of the past 10 years. I mean, I might put her at number you know, number 10, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because because the, the, it's not that big a field, you know. Right. But I would certainly put Kelly Clarkson higher, too. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. 100%. Kelly Clarkson's voice is, is unlike most voices. But it'll take probably the reading of the list to re- even remind me about who we might be dealing with here. And uh, maybe someone I might think of might not be on it, but they're probably going to be from the list, too. So who's next? Amy Lee. Who's Amy Lee? <laughs> She's the singer of a group or something? Yeah, she she was very popular in the 90s. Was she in a band, though? Oh, oh, so, yeah, oh. Yeah, Amy Lee is Evanescence. Oh, and okay. She was the, the voice, you know, oh, yeah. of I the mean, early she's, 2000s. She's the, well, she's the prototype of the whole symphonic metal Absolutely. Uh, you know, thing. I know a number of artists that are in that style, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she has a great voice. One of the greatest. I think she's a great vocalist. I mean, a, a, a very, very good vocalist. She can do a lot of stuff. I don't know if she's one of the greatest of the past 10 years. Um, it's more of a, if it's more of the song, not it's, it's the song. It's the music yeah. itself. It has yeah. I mean, it's just the perfect vocalist for Evanescence. It's a pretty it's a pretty voice, yeah. but it's not that. It's not like oh the voice. So the next one, number three, is Lady Gaga. Number well, three. There you go. Yeah. Now this is. <laughs> Spectacular vocalist. Spectacular. No, absolutely, uh, without equivocation or uh, any sort of uh, un- no. any sort of clauses or anything. That she's a fantastic. She's vocalist. incredible. And uh, performer, and songwriter, and, and, and actress, and and and. Well, and and. Ten years. We're all saying N N N. See, to me, ten years. I know she's been around a little bit longer. Oh no, not really. Actually, no. She's but yeah, she's been around since like two thousand eight, two thousand seven, something like that. Right, but she's it's like she hit her peak. Oh, when, you know, oh, she's really yeah. hit her peak I mean, in the last uh, ten Joanne, years. Joanne, oh, Born yeah. Oh hell yeah. And a star and, is born. Uh, and now I, I actually had two of her albums. Now I have three because a- Apple knows my weakness. Oh yeah. They, they dangled a five dollar record in front of me, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know I can listen to it on Spotify, but it's five dollars for heaven's sakes. And they they they. You know, like I said, uh, the shiny object. They said, here, the fame monster for five bucks. What do you think? Huh, kid? Huh, kid? Uh, time of your life, kid. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I picked it up. So that means fame monster, fame, the fame, and born this way I have. And, you know, she's a fantastic. I would have put her at the absolute top. I can't think of a single artist that even came close to her, uh, but I'm going to be shocked if one of the next two turns out to be better, but there ain't no way because she's the best. Number two, Demi Lovato. Not that familiar, but um, yeah, I, I seem to remember her having a good voice, but I don't remember. Maybe if you named or like a really big hit, I might know it. But Demi Lovato has a beautiful voice. I do not like her music, but she can sing. Now, would I put her above Lady Gaga? Absolutely not. Would I put her above Kelly Clarkson? Absolutely not. But would I put her up at the top? I would. She's an amazing singer. She really has an instrument. And she knows how to use it. She's got control. It's just, I, I mean, I remember the first time I saw her sing, because I thought she was just a judge on American Idol. Wow. <laughs> and then I found out she could sing, and she's beautiful. She's just stunning. And then she sings, and I thought, oh, my gosh. And then she's also 
one of those people, of course, this endears me to her, but it has nothing to do with her voice, is she's also one of those people who says, I have a mental illness. It's okay to oh, talk yeah, about I it. That. You know, I she tried to commit suicide and stuff, and I'm just so glad she's still here and still sharing her beautiful voice with us. And so I think she's amazing. I do. I think she's incredible. Number one might shock you. Uh, yeah. Adele. Oh, Lord. Really? Adele. you got to be kidding me. <sighs> Funny thing you should mention, Adele, because I was in a situation where, you know, a, a great many um, Adele songs were played in a row. Apparently, somebody was playing uh, one of her albums or a mm. playlist of a number of songs. And I got to hear a bunch of Adele. And I always like her when I hear her. Mm-hmm. A bunch of her stuff back to back is like, uh, you know, it's getting a little wearying. But she can sing, but she can sing her music impeccably. She has a hell of a voice. Um, I I think she's a very good singer. I would not put her at the top. She's one of those people like Katy Perry, not putting them in the same category, but that seems at the top of her range, and it just hurts me. And she's actually hurt her voice. So that is the top ten list. Again, it sounds like we agree with some. We don't agree with some. We would reorder them. I might add a couple for sure to that. Um, uh, Billie Eilish, she's got a beautiful voice. She definitely is a very good vocalist. Again, her music doesn't always show it, but when you hear her do stuff acoustic, it just it'll kill you. Um, Jessie J, I don't, I'm not crazy about her music, but her voice is incredible. The stuff she can do with her voice, it's just, oh my god, Ariana Grande. Now, I'm not a fan, but God, she can sing. Mm. And the other one I would add is Sia. Oh. As far as vocals, Lady Gaga way out there. For obviously sure. top. Kelly Clarkson and um yeah, they're the best. The rest of them, um, I like some of the other ones I do, but I don't have much of a list of today's artists because mainstream music I don't know that much of today. You know, a few years ago, and we have tried to be less uh, less in the past, and we had our top 10 of 2020, you know, and now we're talking a little bit about people in the last 10 years. You know, we're, you know, we're cool, too. We can yeah. be cool. All right, time to recap the theme of this uh, show, as stated last time. And it is, uh, of course, the uh, perennial cheesy bird pun combination, cheesy bird pun slash famous song. In this case, it's Wing of Fire, uh, songs about being drawn into a vice, a situation, a person, or a place that's bad for you, you know? Love is a burning thing, you know? <laughs> ah, based on the hit Ring of Fire, 1963, uh, by Johnny Cash, and I swear, I'm a huge fan, I have, uh, well, I inherited them, I have like 17 Johnny Cash albums, and I had a number of them before that, so I've been a fan of my whole life. I did not know until tonight that the song was written by June herself, June Carter Cash, and Merle Kilgore. No idea. I, I assumed, uh, I actually thought that uh, somebody else wrote it, not him. He writes a lot of his songs. He's a marvelous songwriter. Yes, yeah. Fantastic. But, you know, some of his bigger hits were written by somebody else. Sure. Uh, Chris Christopherson or, uh, you know, Boy Named Sue, I think with Shel Silverstein. You know, I mean, there are, there are instances. I thought this one was somebody else, and it was actually June, and this one really surprised me, the fact that... It was uh, referring to falling in love, and she was falling for Johnny when she wrote the song. I did not know that. Yeah, so they were sweet. working together as a musical act, and you know how that love thing happens, you know, and here we are on Valentine's Day talking about it again. That's right. Um, but I did not know that. So that's the theme for tonight. Songs about, you know, that moth to the flame, irresistible, irresistibly drawn to something, maybe not the best thing, the wisest thing, whether it's a person, a place, a vice, or whatever, and we'll, kind of, we'll see what uh, kind of songs we come up with. But first, hell yes or oh hell no, the results. 
So for this feature, we consider bands and determine whether we are in or out. We also ask you to weigh in. We want to know what you think. And this time we said, what do you think of Bruce Springsteen, also known as The Boss, to some. And uh, the results are interesting. 97% said, hell yes. 2% said, hell no. And 1% said, hell maybe. And uh, the hell maybe was because they like some of his songs, depends on the songs. Two hell no's were firm in the hell no area. They said, no, just absolutely not. The 97% were like, absolutely, any song, any time, you know, his whole entire catalog, his whole career. So they were very, very in. So, Bruce Springsteen. One of my favorite artists in the entire world, Melissa Etheridge, loves Bruce Springsteen. So when I heard that, I thought, I'm going to give this guy another chance. (laughs) You know, that was years ago. So I uh, did, and I disliked his music just as much the second time around. But I understand the appeal. I understand why people love him. Um, You know, I totally get it. I love the love story, you know, with he and his wife. I love that whole thing. I love the, you know, the whole Jersey thing. I love the E Street Band thing, the friendship, the camaraderie. I get it. You know, the blue collar thing. I get it. I would be in the hell no category, but I was interested to know what people thought. And while not many people were moved to respond to this, the people that did were very passionate. I uh, I would have thought it was much more polarizing than it turned out to be. Yeah. Because I didn't think he was that popular as he might appear. I mean, he's not the boss to everybody. But, um, you know, as for me, um, I think he's a great songwriter, or at least can be. Some of his songs have been covered by others in such a way that they became big hits, such as the Pointer Sisters' Fire. A oh. Springsteen song, huh? Good, nice. Nothing like that. Manford Man, Blinded by the Light. Revved up like a douche. Another runner I mean, night. I don't like a lot of his, uh, you know, I don't know, Jersey Streets crap, you know. But... Uh, songs like uh, I'm a Rocker, Cadillac Ranch. I, I really like, uh, and I'm sorry, Big Hit, Dancing in the Dark. Okay, I do like that one. Yeah. That's yeah. the one I like. I mean, he can write songs. I'm not really a big fan of his <laughs> vocals. <laughs> sorry, how could yeah. you not? And, and <laughs> Courtney Cox <laughs> in the video. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, that simple come keyboard on. riff is immortal. Nothing, something like a simple <laughs> keyboard riff. Just ask Van Halen. Well, then the Hey, you know. baby. Yeah. I'm like, oh, ooh, that's memorable. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a killer song. So um, I'm definitely hell maybe on him. Uh, I don't like a lot of his depressing ass songs, but um, uh, yeah, he's he's fine. He's not the boss, but uh, I he's okay with me. You know, hmm, very interesting. Well, Bruce Springsteen, y'all love him. I don't. David's like ah yeah, and so there it is. So thank you very much. The next order of business is to talk about an artist, and as you know, we've gone down to five. The first artist that we are talking about. Now, we brought them to you pretty early on in 2020, and we have become long fans of theirs. And I will tell you, I watch them. I follow their page. Just amazing stuff continues to happen. And Cigarettes and Cheap Wine is the song, and there is absolutely just no stop in this band. They continue to get better. I swear all of their music is radio ready. I'm surprised they have not just catapulted, you know, from their indie status you know, just into the stratosphere, and I think they will. They are in Las Vegas. They are soul and rock, but so much more. So for this particular song, which is obviously cigarettes and cheap wine, are obviously things, you know, they're, they're vices, but really it's that this particular love has drawn them or has sent them to cigarettes and cheap wine. There's always, you know, 
for this particular band, there is always a throwback bluesy soul, jazz, funk, and doo-wop topped off with smooth, sultry, and sumptuous vocals. There's always that component, and I love it. The melody for this song is catchy and clever, and the saxophone... Yes, a saxophone takes it to another level. It fills New Orleans with an under-the-bridge-around-a-trash-can-fire-after-11pm feel. Oh, nice. The song says that cigarettes and cheap wine are bad, but this song makes you crave both. This is Dead Money. Shit like I wear the crown They can't keep the feet from trotting the ground hey, I can make a little home Out of all the spot in your soft tone You can't take what you don't even know That bad, bad taste is around too long But oh, I'm not to blame These things don't feel the same Now that he's in my brain Your own news will have to pay I've loved too long to guide Seems to hit a while. 
All right, that was uh, Birds of a Feather favorite, Dead Money. You the can house find band. Them, <laughs> one of many. <laughs> you can find them on Instagram at Dead Money LV. Please check them out. They continue to just blow my mind. All right. Well, I'm a little quicker on the uptake uh, as I approach my 60th year. That means, according to uh, my calculations of the difference between page one and page two and how they relate to each other, that it's time for Only took a the year. feature known as a year. Yeah, hawking their wares. Uh, yes, yes. We've uh, we've actually uh, used that. Uh, Christina used that in one of her promos. She's so clever, little minx. And for this new feature, that's right, it's a new feature. We discuss bands or artists that license their music to sell products. Did they sell out, or was it a perfect pairing? And you know, I'm not very big on the whole notion of selling out, but uh, we're going to look at a particular case. In fact, the very first one when I read this last week at the show meeting. I, how long did it take before I mentioned the song in question? Like, maybe seven seconds. Yeah, which I will get to in a second. We're going to find out. Do we approve or disapprove as uh, consumers or fans? Is it just something that turns us off? I don't want to buy that crap. Or, as a fan, to be like, ew, sellout. Uh, did they ruin the song? Is the song now so tarnished and and <laughs> besmirched and cheapened that we just can't listen to it anymore and take it seriously or uh, do we associate it with the product that they were hawking and who is the artist in question the first one that came to mind none other than sir elton john and his hit sad songs parentheses say so much uh it reached number seven on the uk chart and number five on the u.s chart so it was big hit. Big hit. The lyrics describe this, is, and this is where the potential rub might come in. <laughs> describe how it sometimes helps for someone who's feeling sad or has lost a partner to listen to old radio blues classics. Now, oh, the hawking part. <laughs> the song and the music video were both utilized in an early 1980s TV advertisement for Sasson Designer Jeans. Jeans were such a big thing in the late Grown. 70s, early 80s. <laughs> Grown. Altering the lyrics to, instead of sad songs say so much, Sasson says so much. So, when all hope is gone, put on these jeans, okay, is what they're trying to get you to accept here. It really kind of lames up the song. It does. I mean, it just kind of yeah. it belames the song, <laughs> you might say. I mean, I could still listen to it and everything, but it's just like, I mean, it's not exactly wrong, like inappropriate, but I don't understand why anyone would do this except for... To make money. Yeah. That's you see, a sellout You see? Thing. Yeah. Well, I mean... That's the sellout The way part. I figure the explanation uh, best comes from the uh, the gag reel at the end of Zombieland in a mock interview. They ask Bill Murray why he did the movie Garfield. His, th- <laughs> his three-word answer, drugs cost money, end quote. So <laughs> I think that might be the answer right there. Yeah. Elton John had been known to have a serious drug habit and, you know... Uh, hey, think about how many more lines you could stick up your nose if you let us sing Sasson Says So Much. Okay, whatever. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, I'm not particularly thrilled with that pairing. What do you think? For me, you, you give me a song like Sad Song, Say So Much, and I, it's something that resonates with me. And yes, and sometimes I listen to the sad songs and I just cry. I don't put on jeans. So here's a good example, potentially. Sarah McLaughlin. 
Ah. I'm okay with that. That oh, was a beautiful because it use tugs, of yeah, it. Yeah, it tugs your heartstrings, and you see those big puppy eyes and, and everything. Angels. They're little sweetheart angels, of course. You know. What a beautiful way to use it, right? I get that kind of placement. I understand that. In movies, I understand placing songs in movies. I don't understand a song that's supposed to have meaning. Again, unless it's Walking on Sunshine or something yeah, that's yeah. just like that. Why would you ever do that as a songwriter? It doesn't make sense. Like, for example, maybe somebody would say, oh, we have this car called A Breather, and we want to use it in place of breathing for it. That's a suicide song. Yeah, yeah. There is a good example a of a way inappropriate. So the meaning is now completely lost. I've completely sold out and just completely said, you know, fuck what I meant with, by this song and the depth of this song. Now it means a car. So to me, that's a, that's a sellout. It's a sellout because drugs cost money or whatever exactly. reason. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it. That's a sellout for me. Mm-hmm. Now I know it's not like John Lennon's Imagine and we're using it for a car. Okay, that would kind of suck because the meaning is completely yeah. different. So yeah, I mean, I just I think if you're going to do it, be mindful of the impact it's going to have on your song and its legacy and mm-hmm. how the fans are going to feel because we've assigned meaning or we've heard you assign meaning to it, and now. You're using it to sell jeans. However, uh, I just want you to know that Campbell's company, my name is P. Soup, and I mean, if you want me to be your spokesperson, you can use anything of mine any way you like, because my songs have no meaning. (laughs) 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 Oh, Campbell's, I'm Professor P. Soup. Come on, it's a match made in heaven. I mean, how can you guys be overlooking me? (laughs) (laughs) So that means that now that we are done talking about people hawking their wares, selling out or not selling out, that you have to do something else. What? 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 Hold on. (laughs) You do everything. I, I, it's always me. It's not. It's always me. Everybody's it's out there. Everybody's, everybody's out there saying that poor guy. <laughs> nobody's saying. <laughs> nobody's saying. <laughs> Still nobody's saying. Still that. my favorite line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure enough, uh, that's what it says here. Um, but I mean, that's a okay. That's a feature and a song. I'm gonna have to do some little little bit of coasting after that. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're gonna have to talk to the showrunner. Gonna have to talk to the showrunner because why that. two back to back? What's going on? I mean, I am but a but a peon. I understand that. You know. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, we talked about cigarettes and cheap wine. What else? Okay. Well, here comes one by Razor Knights, a San Diego band who's definitely on my list of groups I want to see someday. You know, I've seen most of the California acts I wanted to see, but uh, this one is uh, still in line. Featuring Moonrunner Gomez on vocals and on guitar and vocals also, Diana Death, songwriter, social commentator, and vinyl-only preservationist DJ. Now, come on, now. She's so old school, she only spins the black stuff, baby. Uh, What was the last time you saw that, huh? (laughs) Keeping it alive, you know? The narrator of this song is someone for whom everything and everyone they ever valued has been supplanted by a certain nasally ingested white powder. That's right, yes. <laughs> Despite its good time music score, this can be considered a cautionary tale against cocaine.
All right, Razor Knights from the album Come Without Warning. You can get them at, you can find them at Facebook, Razor Knights. And uh, you can get the album on Amazon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, same on YouTube and everything else. All right, so that leads to another new feature. Oh, my God, 2021 is kicking off crazy-like because we are introducing one, nope, two, nope, three new features tonight. Why? I know. Shut the barn door. I will shut the front fucking door, actually. That's what you do when somebody gives you stuff that you can't believe. Three new features, did you three. say? Three. What the hell? Oh. I know. It's crazy. For this one, this is called an albatrosity. For this new feature, we discuss bad behavior, poor choices, substance abuse, or criminal behaviors that have marred band, artists, music, and or the music scene. And this time we are talking about newly deceased, sadly, I suppose for many, including his family, Phil Spector. Wall of Sound, Phil Spector, obviously a legend in the music scene and also a legend in some very bad ways. The murderous mop top. Indeed, as he is well known. And uh, what is so surprising about Phil Spector is how he managed to become what he became while spewing the crazy on damn near everyone around him. Now, what are some examples of this crazy? Well, he put a loaded gun to Leonard Cohen's head. Oh, no, oh, no, so. no, no. Wait till you hear this. This is what I, I wanted to dispel these rumors. Because yeah. he didn't just one day wake up crazy hair and kill somebody. No, 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 no. There was quite a litany of offenses. He fired a shot in the studio while he was working with John Lennon. Wow. Just, you know, why not? And in fact, he allegedly pulled guns on all the artists he worked with. It sounds like something from that Wise Guy show I was talking about That's on the Yeah, yeah. Very. He held the Ramones at gunpoint while working on their end of the century album. Wow. According to the bassist, D.D. Ramone, while in the studio, he pulled Jolie Ramone away for a private meeting. D.D. went off to search for the pair, at which point he says Spectre emerged at the top of the staircase waving a pistol around. After D.D. objected, you know, having a gun pulled on him and shit, you know, it's not really yeah. what he wants and he's like dude I'm out that he did this instead of say diving behind a piece of furniture while screaming indicates the sight of Spectre with a gun wasn't at all that uncommon <laughs> so he was like oh there goes Phil again waving his like, piece around you know <laughs> you know what I'm gonna go ahead and go home so yeah clearly everyone knew at that point Spectre allegedly pointed the gun at Dee Dee's chest and motioned for the rest of the band to return to the piano room oh then with the band captive in the locked room he sat at the piano and made the band listen to him sing baby i love you repeatedly until 4 30 in the morning wow i mean he didn't even bring ronnie in no (laughs) no no but on the bright side at least nobody got shot in the face or anything yeah so it's likely with all of this no surprise that he would later be convicted of murder and pass away recently on january 16th in prison wow if you're brilliant, you don't necessarily have to be insane. You I don't. Mean, you know, you can, you can, if you can, you can tread that line. We believe in you. You know, <laughs> you know, and and you ever see people do this shit on Facebook and Instagram all the time? They post artists are like this, and these are artists doing this. Artists are like this. They're like, no, no, no. They're rebellious. They have trouble with authority. They this. That's like no truth, man. <laughs> Phil Spector, a very brilliant but very madman, um, and you know, we just lost him, and I'm sorry for his family. Um, I'm sure that uh, the lovely lady he killed, their fa- that her family is not sad, but he did do his time. So, that's an albatrossity. I am doing another artist or band, and this is another one of, what do you call them? What? What are you calling the bands that have been on our show before? Oh, well, they're the uh, the frequent flyers, the house bands, the... Uh, ah, 
This is a definite. This is be rapidly becoming a house band for sure. This well, is some secret weasel shit right here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that was well played. Yeah, secret weasels, and you know, uh, the thing is, is a lot of these bands that we have on right now that are, you know, as he said, the house bands. I've not played their stuff on purpose because they've been on before, but it's fit the theme. And we do want to support the new music yeah, of our We can't our punish them for flyers. participating in the show. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. Exactly. So, Secret Weasels, we will come around again. Uh, this band is called Coralex, and this song is called Your Love is a Curse. They're from Brighton. They're from the UK, as David says. They are electro-grunge. Listen to my description of this song. It's goth. It's new wave. It's pop. It's grunge. And more all rolled into one. The vocalist dreamily sings about how she's a glutton for pain, and the keyboards scream a warning that they hope she will heed the bass seems to represent the offender and is both prevalent and menacing
All right, so that was Corlex with Your Love is a Curse. Hey, uh, I gotta say here, they, uh, these kids, they're all right. I love that tune. It's they, a great tune. They, it's a great tune, huh? They <laughs> nailed the, talk about the, nailing the theme. I mean, <laughs> totally. it's like the theme was built around that song, you know. <laughs> True. Uh, but yeah, they're they're good. And hey, house band, uh, you know. Uh, hey, you know, again, it's perfect. They have a new album out. It's a brilliant album. You can find them on Facebook at Corlex Official, and that's C-O-R-L-Y-X. I'll bet they've never pulled a gun on anybody. <laughs> Only in a video, yeah. maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, there, who knows? I shudder to think. But, uh, <laughs> all right, oh. Well, this is something we both have to participate in. Oh, that's in. right. This is Various Songbirds. Battle Royale, what? a.k.a. everybody's favorite game show. That's right, exactly, except this time we've gone from, you know, where we did one at a time to now we... Have decided Shooting henceforth, back and forth across the fence. It will be a battle, and we will see who wins the battle. This time, I think David will start. What? I know. Well, I, I started last now? time. I mean, I'm trying to be fair. Oh, right. I'm then. nothing if not fair. Here we go. Okay, how about this? And is it over now? Do you know how to pick up the pieces and go home? What the fuck? Okay, let me throw in one more extra line there. Without this is not a consent. This is not defeat. This is me expanding the uh, the. Oh, oh expanding you're, look the, at the, the generosity. Hunt. Yeah, I mean, it must be know. because it's Valentine's Day. I'm going to give you the whole paragraph. Oh my God! Well, did she make you cry? Make you break down? Shatter your illusions of love? And is it over now? Do you know how to pick up the pieces and go home? Well, do you, punk? Sorry, I had to throw a little Clint Eastwood in there. Totally going to kill you. Totally going to oh kill you. God. Admitting defeat. Give me more hints. Okay. It's a band we talked about on a Blondie. recent show. <laughs> Not Blondie. <laughs> I, I would give, you, the, I would give the, you the initials, but then you'd say, there is no band like that. <laughs> You're probably okay. right. Okay. All right. Uh, initials of the act. FM. FM. There is no band like that. All I can see is Freddie Mercury, but that's not doesn't make sense. Frequency modulation. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Talked about him recently. It's gonna fuck. But we make talk me about mad. a lot of people. See, this is the Maria, the Maria center, the Maria Maria factor. It is. It totally is, and I know I'm gonna know. Killing it. myself, over, kicking myself over that Maria thing ever Shit. since. I'm, I'm gonna have to give we up. We just talked about it, same as that we just talked about Maria. Fleetwood Mac. Oh, shit. Gold Dust Woman. Shit. And a, I just a Stevie Nicks lyrics. song, too. Damn a Stevie it. Nicks song. We just spent a whole episode talking about Stevie Nicks. Oh. This, is the, this is the anguish of various songbirds that we go through so you can vicariously oh. live through us. Now it's my turn to get, a, so to get a thrashing. David, that sucks so bad. I'm so sorry. I, I thought you were going to. I thought it was a total Valentine's Shit. Day gift on that one. Um, but that does uh. suck. And I'm sure I'm going to get a thrashing on this one. I'm going to flagellate myself over this d- defeat that I feel coming now. So go ahead. Well, we will see. I'm. I'm going to see if you will allow me that silver platter. And I'm boiling up inside. Ain't no way I'm going to lose out this time. Down, down, down. Tie your mother down. Tie your mother (laughs) down. (laughs) The lead-off song from Queen's Day at the Races album. And uh, it's one they always do live, and the tribute bands always play live. And it's a decent song. I don't understand the... I love the song. It's a a, a good song. I don't understand its appeal that much, honestly. But I do. I I mean, I I don't skip it. That's for sure. I like the song. 
And, uh, I mean, it kind of rocks and stuff, but they have a lot of better stuff than that. But, yeah, oh, I know that one well. That was a gift. Thank you for the <laughs> gift. Oh, now I have to try to give you a gift in return. Okay. I mean, it's Let's the least see. you can do for me for Valentine's Day. All right. Can't well, say, then I can't say you didn't get me anything. Uh, this is, uh, <laughs> well, you know what? You're a young thing and tender, I understand. This is going way, way back, but you've heard a few of the older tunes, uh, right. tunes in your day, so hopefully you'll you're get this one. You're just banking on the fact but, that I know the lyrics. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not sure at all about this one. All right. Uh, this is on, I really thought you were going to get Fleetwood Mac. I this should one, have. I have my doubts. Okay. All of my love, all of my kissing. You don't know what you've been a missing. Uh-huh. When you're with me, uh-huh. Um, uh, all my love, all of my kiss. Uh, Richie Valens, right? He Well, he did it. You don't know what... Oh, boy. Ah, ah. Oh boy. What, Bye. Is it Buddy Holly? Thank you. Okay. Yes, Buddy Holly, oh, boy. <laughs> That's right. Woo. I was going to... The hint I was going to give you, <laughs> without costing you the concession of defeat, Aww. I was going to say um, the next couple of words is the title of a song immediately all of my love all of my kissing you don't know what you've been missing oh boy when you're with me so i went for the first verse on that one because uh, all of my life i've been waiting the second verse i don't think you would get you that know. would be tougher that would be tougher but okay so hey i got you it. got one i got one aren't you so impressed i know buddy holly come on that's what i'm saying you're a young thing and tender but still but i'm a cool uh, as fuck you're, that's yeah, what you're saying yeah you're not completely out of the loop young thing no so. you're saying i'm cool as fuck you can yeah, say right. it yeah that's that's what i when i say you're not completely out of the loop that translates into you're as cool as fuck okay thank yeah. you fair yeah. enough i mean you know how to read what i'm saying yeah. i do i you know what i'm right here okay where's my gift where's uh, my return gift hey i gave you a gift you this did is yet you did. another gift. oh I, I i smelled defeat in the air no, i do this is, no this is this, i'm getting out the air freshener because defeat is what i'm uh, doing is you can't you got you guys can't see me but i have a silver platter i'm down on one knee and i'm holding the platter above my head that's how easy this is for this him. is wrapped in a silken bow i'm sure here it is and watch me miss it yeah the kids are ripping up the streets in their supercars. <laughs> All night parties and, and loud, loud guitars. California Paradise by the Runaways. Oh, thank you for that gift right there. Yeah. All right. California Paradise by the I Runaways. Think, I feel like any moment he's going to blow me a kiss because that those two were fucking custom made for you. <laughs> oh, lifelong fan. Yeah. Hell yeah. California. Nice. Thank you for that gift. You had well, two in a row. Wow. Uh-oh. Let's see, let's see. What can I do for you now? now? This is much more contemporary. It's more of your era. Let's see if you get this one. It all keeps adding up. I think I'm cracking up. Am I just paranoid or am I just stoned? Think I'm cracking up. Am, am I, I just paranoid? paranoid? Am, am I stoned? It's Green Day. Da-da. It's Green Day. That's oh, right. Green Day did a lot of songs. <laughs> Killer Do song. Do you have the time to, to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? Now I gotta just remember. The title's the hard one. I told you. Title's not in the song. I'm afraid. I know. To the bone, no doubt about it. She knows every word, folks. Sometimes See, but a gift it is. The creeps. Fuck. Sometimes my mind's tricks on me. Fuck. And that's the whole song, really. Well, actually, there is a little tiny break later on, but... Why do I not know the title of this song? Because it's... I know the whole song. It's not in the song. That's the problem. You know every lyric. It doesn't matter. It's not in the song. It's a, it's a figure of speech. I'll give you a little gift here. Not counting or conceding defeat. It's a figure of speech... About someone who's really crazy. I give you initials, but you'd say there's no song with initials like that. Do it. <laughs> BC. BC. Uh, BC. BC. Um. Oh my God. 
I have no idea. Basket case. Fuck me. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck I tried. Me. I tried. I tried. Although I did uh, think that that one might be tough. So what are we? Fuck. Three and three and what? There's a You got a fourth and I got a fourth. Is that how this works? Well, that's only if I'm sucking ass. All right. So how I are we am. doing? So um, I've lost. I've Have I got any? I got one, right? No, you got two, didn't you? You got oh boy. And you got, oh, you didn't get this one. Shit. You got, oh boy, that's it. I got the Runaways because it was a total gift. And, and tie uh, your mother down. And, and Queen. Yeah, the Runaways and Queen. <laughs> I mean, you know, I have like their whole work, the whole body of work almost. So, well, all in the Runaways case. Uh, so you have one more and then we gift. have the, the tiebreaker or the, the redeemer rather or tiebreaker. So I guess I would do that as a redemption because I'm sucking ass. So here's your next one. Hanging with the Raisin Girls, she's gone to the other side. Uh-oh. Is it Tori fucking Amos? It's been too long. Give me the initials of the song. CG. Is G for girl? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been... I used to know all her stuff, and this is one of the earlier ones, too. Well, it's one a, a real fan would know. A real fan would know. What album is it from? I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> it's going to be way too much of a giveaway. CG, huh? Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it was a ra- it was it had radio play too. Don't get me wrong; it wasn't. It's not a deep cut, really. But to know the lyrics is a whole different. I I, I cannot believe there would ever come a time in my life, even in the most <laughs> advanced stages of senility that I find myself in, that I would not <laughs> know a Tori Amos song. I mean, I was such a fan. It was ridiculous. It's I amazing. Mean, it really was. CG. Oh, my goodness. Um, Admitting defeat? Uh, yes. Cornflake Girl. Oh, I mean, Cornflake Girl. Shit. Raisin was not enough of a hint for me to get Cornflake Girl. Never was a Cornflake Girl. I know that song. You yeah. know, of course you know that song. Oh, uh, Anguish, I Torment, know. Misery. Pain. You got two, though. I got one so far, so I need the... Uh, I need the redemption one. All right. This is the giveaway here. That's what you've said before. Yeah. This time I mean it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, I meant it all the other times. I don't times know if too. I trust you. Yeah. We'll see. A schoolboy's dream. You act so shy. Your very first kiss was your first kiss goodbye. Whoa. You're a loaded gun. Living on a prayer, Bon Jovi. Whoa. There's nowhere to run. It's Bon Jovi. And, and we oh. don't count... Naming the wrong song is as losing. <laughs> if you get the artist, it is Bon Jovi, just like um, just like uh, just Richie Valens, like- you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, they 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 have it. They he never rec- they did die together, unfortunately. <laughs> well, Terrible. I just watched the movie La Bamba, and in La Bamba, he plays that as one of his at one of his first shows. Oh, really? Does he? So I did not know that. Is that, that Lou Diamond Phillips? Yeah. Yes. So since he played at one of his first shows, for some reason, my I see him because it's. I mean, I've seen him more recently oh. than I've seen Buddy Holly. I got to see that. Shot through the heart, uh-huh. and you're to blame. And you give love a, a bad, bad name. name. Bad Fuck name. Me. You that's give like, love a bad name. That's like my favorite Bon Jovi song in the world. Yeah, mine too. I love that one. Yeah, I don't count that as defeat well, at all. I think well, you got that well, one. Well, that's just because you're feeling sad for me. But well, I mean, you. you know, I just fed you more lines. That's all. You knew Bon Jovi. I just had to separate it from monochromatic, interchangeable, spark plug nature of his other hits. <laughs> <laughs> I am so kidding, <laughs> Tiffany Gao, if you're listening. <laughs> that actually was, I think it sounded very natural that I went into it, that. It, 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 They go together. They you really looked at me like, 
Well, yeah, I see that. <laughs> I mean, you know, you could actually just stitch that together. No one would be the wiser. No one would. I, oh, man. But you give love a bad name, indeed. So I think we're tied, are we? I forget. We are tied, but I'm going to give you the last one because I think it's only fair that if you get that one, then then you win Oh, oh, round. so this was my fourth, and that, and this, I, oh, yeah. yeah, okay, go ahead. So I have, now it's two to two, but this is going to be the tiebreaker. Wow, man. Wear your wound with honor. Make someone proud. Someone like you should not be allowed. To start any fires? Is that the next line? I don't have the next line here, sorry. Oh, uh, I'm completely lost unless it's David Bowie win. It is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Someone like you. See, I, that, the first lyric there just eludes me. I don't get it. I want Hearing you, it out of context. See, all four of these were handed to you. Yes, I the mean... The Tori Amos one, that was, I thought, because you're a fanboy from way back, you no, would have got it. No, I totally that lost... Was very close. Cornflake Girl, I think it's from the but second album. But you knew album. it was Tori. Yeah, I knew, uh, yeah, I knew it was Tor- Tori. And Raisin... Sea uh, blank girl, sea girl, and I still didn't know it. Well, Come on, that's it, pathetic. It's, it's hard. Well, you win. You did the tiebreaker, so you got three out of the four. Now, yeah, you know that's one of my all-time favorite songs from I 1975 know. when it first came out. Thankfully, there was enough there because I love that freaking song, I Young know. Americans. What a record! Uh, what an amazing you album! I would have died if I didn't get you Young would Americans. Really fucking. Hated I mean, it. I would have been. I would have <laughs> felt like a cornflake girl on that one. You know? <laughs> All right. Well. All right, various song words. America's favorite, the world's favorite, nay, the world's favorite game show. Admitting defeat. Sorry I won. What can I tell you? <laughs> Don't be sorry you won. That was well played. Thank Very you. well Thank played. You. Thank you for the... Uh Thank you for the uh, the bonbons. That yes, was, uh, of course. I, I did try. <laughs> the truffles on a, on a silver platter. On yeah. bended knee. Yep. You know, the uh, silver platter up above my head, just handing it to you with Loving so it. much Loving love. It. Well, uh, Leona X has been played so many times on the show. She's practically, she's another house band, you know. And uh, we've uh, talked about the group she started, but never actually played them yet. And oh, from Las Vegas, also same as Dead Money. How cool is that? Great Maybe sound we can for go music. Get a double header there. Oh, way. wouldn't that kick ass to go down there oh and get them both? <gasps> we've been talking about a Vegas trip and too. Stanley Avenue also is there. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. Never played them, but now it's their time. And you know, this is one of those Hollywood stories where it's like you can't make this shit up. So once upon a time, Leona heard ACDC. And it's kind of an epiphany for her. She gets a guitar, figures out how to play, starts writing songs, and uh, puts together a band, recruits three other ladies, Jaggedy Ann. Uh, there's nothing particularly unusual about that, except they entered a Battle of the Bands contest hosted by a record label. They did win, and that got them into an international contest in New Freaking Zealand, as if that isn't far out enough of a story. They were discovered by, wait for it... ACDC drummer Phil Rudd. I mean, can you, seriously, folks? So he takes him to the studio, produces the album Boiling Point, and I'm sure he was uh, pleased that his uh, band inspired her to get into music, and hopefully he doesn't resent the fact that she started a band that's better than his, you know, because to me, Jaggedy Ann is better than ACDC. Many things are. Yeah. Yeah, that's not hard to do. Huh? Right, not hard so to Jaggedy Ann, yeah. we, we, we think far more of you than that, but, you know, yeah. still. So, they discovered you, and you've bested them at their games. Poor, poor Gala singing in this song about a just a devil in disguise guy that she feels positively demonized by and finds irresistible as per the theme of the show and hopes she won't be drawn in too deep. Of wine creeping up on me 
Jaggedy Ann with In Too Deep. And you can find Leona X at leonaxrocks.com. And, of course, there's going to be any conceivable link to Jaggedy Ann there. Uh, and Jaggedy Ann on Facebook. And what? That means you do a song or a bit or something? I do something called Nice to Tweet You. And for this new feature, we did you? I'm sorry. Did you say new feature? Another new one. Doesn't that make three? That is a three. Thrice I have said new feature. Well, I said new feature twice. You said new feature once. Wow. In one show. Three new features in one show. Come on. Wow. I mean, we're not slackers. Amb- ambitious. Ambitious. Uh, absolutely. Overachievers. Uh, certainly. 
By that, I mean her. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's certainly nice to tweet you. And for this new feature, we highlight how band members met. How old were they? Where were they? Was it a chance meeting? Or did the rock gods intervene? And in this case, because they are a favorite of mine, and because when I looked up some of this information, they were the first band that showed up, I'm talking about you 2 today. And actually, I didn't know the details about their origin story, so I'm excited. The 22-time Grammy winners formed in Dublin in 1976 when Larry Mullen Jr., just 14 years old, posted an ad on the Mount Temple Comprehensive School Bulletin Board. Bono, The Edge, and Adam Clayton were three of the six musicians that responded. Now, they had limited musical proficiency, but some of their earliest influences were emerging punk rock acts such as The Jam, The Clash, and Buzzcocks, and of course The Sex Pistols. So they weren't real worried about their proficiency. So because the popularity of punk and stuff and rock, you know, shut, you didn't really need to be proficient. Just get out there yeah, and do your thing. You don't need thing. to be a virtuoso. You're yeah, okay. Just I mean, get out yeah. there and scream and yell yeah. and, you know, share all of your I angst. mean, Sid Vicious didn't go to the Juilliard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, sir. He did not. <laughs> Although, Steve Jones and Paul Cook are very fine musicians. They really are. Yeah. Didn't say they weren't. No. Didn't say they weren't. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of a You don't need to be. I mean, tough you know, situation you don't need, Didi, Didi Ramon is not Chris Squire, but, you know. No, true that, true that, true that. <laughs> they were known as Feedback in 1977 and then The Hype before changing their name to U2 in March 1978. They were signed to Island Records in March 1980. So this band, they were 14. So by, when they were signed, they were 18 years old. Wow. They were babies, you know, and they were already making music. Now, of course, their first few records weren't, Amazing, but once we got to October and we got to Boy, and then of course the Joshua Tree is where everything changed for them forever. But they'd already had a pretty fierce following, but that obviously just into the stratosphere. So very interesting. I didn't know, I knew that they met, you know, which is clearly, I believe, you know, um, I think it's a Catholic school. I think they're Catholic or Christian. I can't remember. I think probably Catholicism. In Ireland, probably. Probably. They're a, a band that is definitely led by their faith, and it's something that has bonded them together, and also stuff that has almost broken them up many mm. times. Of course, they are still together after 30-some-odd years. But it's interesting that you can meet someone at 14 years old and spend so much time with them and create music, you know, and also kind of live, live you know, in faith and have all these separate lives and wives and girlfriends and children, and still, all this time later you know, want to be together, want to make music and all of that. I think it's just beautiful. So very interesting how they met. And just imagine if he had never put that up, if he never put up that bulletin board <laughs> message, you know, just a kid with a dream of mm-hmm. having a band, you know. And, I mean, we would have no U2. So it's just incredible, those moments. It's And I know it's not the same because I'm not U2, but... Looking at that ad in that New Times in Arizona, that particular week where the ad was in there for the band that I would join that would be called The Immersed, which would eventually become Ascent at some point. I mean, if I had not looked at that, I did. I had a wild hair. Mom, get that for me. And it was in there, and I got a bunch of balls, and I called. I mean, my life would be very different right now. It's just incredible. A, a great many bands have met through ads. You know, yeah. a lot of them met through ads. It's just, it's so cool to think 
that you know there's just like destiny right there. It's like oh we're gonna you know we're gonna get together with. Uh, I love when that happens. I love those uh, those accounts. You know, nice Me to too. tweet you. Absolutely. So that's a new feature where we'll start talking about bands and how they met. U2's was pretty short, but I still thought it was very very interesting. And again, thirty some odd years later, twenty two Grammys later. And, and how exciting is it that they would go on to do a Batman theme? Yes, you know, Batman I want to say that for me, that's not the highlight of their career, though. I mean, it's lovely. I, I had a tie, and it's it's a legit tie. That is a legit tie to Batman. It's a legit and, uh, tie, you know. And I just I I feel bad because I feel like you you feel forced into this situation where you have to bring up all these ties. I just want you to know you don't have to. I think it's hilarious and fun, but I just don't want you to feel like you have to. <laughs> I have to vindicate my. I have to vindicate myself. No, I love it. I think it's awesome. And you know what's funny is. I'd say nine times out of ten, I actually didn't know that about the artist. <laughs> well, I knew that you. It's did one of those one. things that once you start looking for it, it's su- it's surprising how often it's there because I never really thought that before. Well, it's like when you get a car, then you started me. Your think- car. Yeah, you started me thinking that. You said, "Does everything have a James Bond tie?" Yeah, because it does. And then, then that started. Okay, like, there's well, yes, that. There's that. There's that. And oh, we're not done. We've got. Oh, I'm we had sure. Bond and Batman already tonight, oh, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're, there's more to come. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, we'll see where that goes well i have to announce one more house band as uh, david calls it because it is a return of the tragic radicals with their new song fever so now the tragic radicals are personal friends we've played shows with them as you guys know i missed the last one these badasses i've seen the videos i've heard they're, sh- on, they're on butterflies and hurricanes they're incredible they really are and such great fucking people great people and they actually just had a live recently i forgot to tell you they have well three song thursday every yeah, yeah every thursday yeah. so i watched it and they played a song that i asked them to play which was cool so they are rock surf and prog and they are badass and they are a duo as we mentioned before it's drums and guitar and uh you don't feel like they're missing anything they're just they're just a force Fever is a peppy homage to traditional rock that brings back memories of Link Ray with a hefty helping of surf and punk, yet it's modern and aggressive. The guitar squeals and howls over a primal drum beat. This is Fever.
All right, that was The Tragic Radicals with Fever. You can find them at thetragicradicals.com. Also, please look for them on YouTube. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. All right, and that brings us to the bi-weekly ordeal, the bi-weekly spectacle. <laughs> History strikes back. And for this feature, we travel back in time to a particular year to review bands, music, charts, pop culture, and, uh, well... I'm sorry about the quaint attempt at imposing time limits because it was it was a beautiful year. And the official random number generator spat in my very face. 1984, el año de hermano grande. 1984, the year of Big Brother. Oh, sorry, I got a little mixed up there, you see. I do a Spanish language version of the show on the side. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I moonlight. I just never bothered to tell you. But yeah, I, I, since, you're, since you now know, it, it does hurt me that they didn't offer you the gig because they said your Spanish wasn't good enough. Mm. I mean, is Do that, they know that I'm actually Latina? I don't know. Well? They just seem to think mine was dead on and yours was lacking somehow. Mm. So it's weird, huh? Okay. Anyway, but yeah, now that, that uh, the year has been disclosed, 1984. Uh, now, remember, last time we did 1980. It was only four years prior, the beginning of this wonderful decade. And, I mean, the 60s and 70s, they thought they were all that when it came to hair. I mean, they thought they had done the hair thing as much as it And the 80s, the 80s were like, uh, hold my wine cooler, okay? Because uh, it was the... And because of that, I believe it's unfairly maligned and dismissed as the age of hair bands. And there's Agreed. something superficial about the 80s, and there's not. There was some absolutely extraordinary music made in the 80s. As we will hear. But first on the world scene, President Reagan, that's right, it was Reagan, announces that the United States will begin development of a permanently crewed space station, the beginnings of the International Space Station. And they've been up there for a long ass time. A long time. Long time, living in space. Imagine, hey, where do you live? Uh, you know, space. Yeah. And speaking of space, uh, astronauts Bruce McCandless and Robert Sturt make the first untethered spacewalk. Now, Untethered. Isn't that a beautiful word? Wouldn't that make a great song title? It would. I mean, it wouldn't it be so cool if the song Untethered appeared on uh, like a, an album called Bleed Like Us? So wouldn't that be something? It really would be. I'm going to look somebody's into got, that. Somebody's going to have to get into I'll that. I'll look into that. All right. Six inmates escape from a, I'm sorry, from a death row facility uh, mm. Mickelberg Correctional Center. I'm sorry. How the fuck do you escape from death row, dude? The only occasion this has ever happened in the United States. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's like, I when, was the last, so. when was the last time you saw that? Yeah. <laughs> well, 1984, apparently. <laughs> the final edition of the comedy show, The Young Ones, was broadcast on BBC Two. Vanessa Williams becomes the first Miss America to resign... And uh, when she surrenders her crown after nude photos of her appear in Penthouse magazine, some sleazeball should have been a gentleman and done the right thing and not published those. Oh, the revival of Jeopardy and syndication with present-day host Alex Trebek, 1984. Not anymore. And we just lost. I loved Alex Trebek. Oh, I loved that I show. Mean, he was an institution. Oh, he's a, he's a legend. Everybody yeah. loved yep. him. Hong Kong is returned to China by the UK. That was nice of them, and uh, that's, uh, that appears, of course. I learned most of my geopolitics from James Bond movies. You know, you sound educated when you say, yeah, Fabergé eggs, because uh, I learned about that from Bond, you know. Mm. So, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if you sound educated. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> I mean, Work with me here. <laughs> I mean, you sound like yeah. you might know your eggs, but uh, I don't know if educated is just runs right into the mind. But. All right. Well, Fabergé, I mean, it's, it's a... It's a Famous, it's a, it's a jewel thing. It's, well, of course uh, yeah. it is. Yes, uh, assassination of Indira Gandhi. Yeah, remember that? Uh, yes. That's no, no. She was the um, prime minister of India, 
Uh, no relation to Mohandas K. No. It's a common name. Yes. But that was a heavy thing. Oh, and, well, there was a scientific innovation made that year that would uh, revolutionize um, certain uh, walks of life, shall we say. And this brand new invention was called... Crack, yes. Oh. <laughs> yes, crack, 1984. Uh, I, does anybody do crack anymore? I'm not even sure. I don't think so. I don't think so either. No, I, I mean, it was so. it was the thing, but it really was the I thing back then. I think meth is the thing, really, Yeah, I think meth honest. is the it's thing It's been now. the thing for a while. But I mean, crack doesn't fuck with your teeth, though. I mean, Crack is whack. Crack is whack. Uh, and speaking of cocaine, as people often did in 1984, <laughs> that, was, that was all, all these rock star stories, cocaine's always involved with them. Speaking of that... John DeLorean is acquitted of all eight charges of possessing and distributing cocaine. I guess uh, time-traveling cars with bizarre door operation weren't keeping the lights on. <laughs> so Mr. D made an executive decision to sell drugs. Hey, you know, you know what? <laughs> Got to supplement somehow. I mean, being in the movie, I think the movie was later, though. If he Must were in the movie, later. that would have saved him. He wouldn't have had to sell drugs if uh, the movie uh, had come out, I think. And maybe it came out later. The and crack sales were forced. Yes, they were. And uh, speaking of motor vehicles, uh, this is this is really amazing. Chrysler Corporation introduces the first vehicles to be officially labeled as minivans. Can mm. you believe that minivans? I mean, we we take them as you know part of life. I, yeah, mean, I mean, they're everywhere. During my step parenting years, I drove a caravan. You That's did I not. did too. I drove a purple caravan. That's oh right. shit! I need pictures of that. Oh, shit. I wish I had them. I don't have any, but Damn. I did. I you know, I was I was that. You I'll know? just have to trust you then. Ah, the bell system in the United States is broken up. So if you don't have AT&T, this is why that's even a possibility. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it wouldn't be possible if this hadn't happened. The monopoly up. was broken up. But what about television? Oh, some big events on television in 1984. Michael Jackson's hair catches fire during the filming of a Pepsi, Pepsi commercial, commercial, right? One month later, however, the King of Pop would be consoled by winning a record-breaking eight Grammy Awards. I mean, he was fine. The hair will grow back. The Grammys are permanent. That's the Grammys correct. are Grammys sitting. are forever. That's right. Professional wrestler Hulk Hogan defeats the Iron Sheik to win the first World Wrestling Federation Championship. Dan Aykroyd and Bette Midler host the first, yes, the first MTV Video Music Awards. The VMAs, man. What? Right? At Radio City Music Hall, an event which included, first one, Madonna's performance of the song, that would be Like a, like virgin. a virgin. That's yes. right. Yeah. Uh, American Movie Classics is initiated. The, the cable network that brings us, hello, Breaking Bad. Yes. Better Call Saul AMC, baby. Love AMC. Started in 1984. Uh, NBC broadcasts The Burning Bed, which features Farrah Fawcett. Final episode of Captain Kangaroo. Oh, no. I loved Captain Kangaroo. The two-hour pilot episode of Miami Vice airs on NBC. I've never even seen that show. What? I, I swear, right? I've I mean, never seen that. You don't show. need I, to go back and see it. You're cool, I've seen clips. It was huge at the time. Now, last time we did 1980 in television, there were some. I'm only going to talk about the shows that are newer. The A Team. Don't you love it when a plan comes together? She's wrinkling her face here. You know? I hated that show. Wow, dude. Hated it. Saint Elsewhere. Never watched it. I loved it. Don't like doctor shows. Loved sorry. It. I do. Oh, Remington Steel. What? Stephanie Zimblist and Pierce Brosnan as the title character. Just a second. I must pause because you said Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. You sigh. You swoon. <sighs> okay. She's floating back down to earth here. I'm back. He would go on to play a certain iconic character um, in four films. What was his name again? Um, Something blank? I don't know. I can't remember. I guess it wasn't important. Late Night with David Letterman started. Wow. What the hell? Right? I was working security oh in a hospital, God. and 
this was on, on the graveyard shift, this was on, and like doctors and all kinds of brain surgeons would come in and watch the show, and as they see, this isn't a dumb person show. It's, no, <laughs> fucking David Letterman is brilliant. Yeah. He's so smart, yeah. and he's so fucking funny. Dig this. Dynasty. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Cheers had started a couple of years earlier. And remember the fall guy? Come on. The 80s TV was awesome. Uh, I remember. Angelo Unali would love this episode. <laughs> All right. And movies in the motion pictures. This is Spinal Tap. Hello. Oh. Hello. Uh, Mike Mike Mills of REM said they played an Air Force base, and that's where this the, the event in the movie was yes. uh, was based on. And the, the Stonehenge thing was... That, that happened to Black Sabbath. Brilliant. I did not know that American Express had used the song Give Me Some Money in a television ad. That's that's just awesome in my book. Motion Picture Association of America institutes the PG-13 rating. Mm. Uh, in my day, there was one called M for mature audiences, but it was the same damn thing. The Terminator is released. Oh, God, and this is still tormenting us to this day. <laughs> I mean, the first couple, it was like, yeah, good stuff. And then it just... And, of course, this is, a, this is going to be a big one to you. That... Bitch slapping classic, that masterpiece of misogyny, Purple Rain. <laughs> <laughs> they just, the, Did the, he just the, say that? Yeah. <laughs> just the zenith of acting, just, just oh. exquisite acting, oh, 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 and oh, a oh. script to die for. Olivier just despaired when he saw that movie. <laughs> Dame Helen Mirren was like, no, (laughs) I've wasted my life. How did I not get that movie? (laughs) Okay, we're sorry. (laughs) I love Purple Rain, but come on. Come on, folks. Come on. We're not talking about the soundtrack. We're talking about the movie. movie. (laughs) If you haven't seen the movie... Watch it, but don't blame me after. Top films, unforgettable, all of them. Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yeah. Ghostbusters. These are the originals. Ghostbusters. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, wow. Gremlins. Gizmo. What the fuck? The Karate Kid, still with us to this day. There's a Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, a series, yeah. Police Academy, the first. Footloose. Great picture. Romancing the Stone. Oh, so good. Michael Douglas and Yes, and Kathleen Turner. Yes. And uh, the second one, uh, Jewel of the Nile, so had great. Danny DeVito. Fucking loved it. Uh, it was legend, man. Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, still mm. with us to this day. Star Treks know. are out there, though. That was actually a good one. The second one was good, too. Splash, come on. Oh Ron Howard's God, you know film. you how many times with, I've seen them? Oh, me too. Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. So just, many times. Oh, and John Candy. Just a, just a fantastic Eugene movie. Eugene Levy? Yes, Eugene Levy. He was fucking that amazing. movie is so good. So fun. Now about the music, uh, you know, I was talking about the hair earlier. Everybody had it teased, feathered, layered, piled high. Even Ozzy Osbourne was sporting 80s hair. I mean, when you see pictures of bands that have been around for 40 years or so, you always know when you're looking at their 80s period. (laughs) (laughs) Heart, it doesn't matter who it is. Heart, I mean, anybody. It's always going to be the 80s hair. It's going (laughs) to give it away. However, you know, the music, uh, some of the music really uh, deserves our respect. A lot of it does. Between last time, 1980, we did this show, and now a platform was launched that kind of changed everything in 1981, MTV. Now, MTV was already around. Uh, Video killed the radio star? Not really. There was some great music. Eventually, it would, yes. (laughs) It would... (laughs) It would absolutely slaughter it in the long run. It would wear it out. It would rope-a-dope it, basically, <laughs> like Muhammad Ali. But now now everything's having a video. So when you hear the name, see how often you associate the song with 
videos and picture them in your mind. Uh, and hopefully you're not allergic to cheese because the videos were n- had no shortage of cheese. it. Nothing but cheese. Uh, but we'll get to that. Sad, uh, sad story. Uh, Marvin Gaye was shot and killed uh, during an argument with his father. father. Yeah. This bad journalism here just doesn't say it was his father who did it, but it's kind of implied, you know, yes. And in more bad news, Bon Jovi released their debut album. <laughs> I'm kidding, Tiffany Cow. No. I fucking love Bon Jovi. Oh, of course, of course, of course. And th- this is the kind of act who was putting that new records. Berlin, The Cars, The Go-Go's, Steve Perry of Journey's first solo album. Uh, Echo and the Bunny Man, huh? Ocean yeah. Rain, bitches. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic in 3D. I seem to have a vinyl copy of that that I acquired somewhere. Mm. It was gifted to me, perhaps by a friend. Mm. Uh, Metallica. No, oh, thank you. Metallica. Second album, Ride the Lightning. Nice. Uh, now, Eddie Van Halen makes an appearance with the Jacksons at a concert play Beta. I never knew that happened. Oh. 1984, that happened. That must have been a hell of a thing to see. Yeah. Speaking of Van Halen, they released one of the records of the year, 1984. I mean, with Jump, Please, we're talking about great, unforgettable, simple keyboard riffs. And another hit that was you will definitely associate with a video of David Lee Roth flying through the air like on a fishing line, Panama. And uh, 13 years later... The song Panama would be covered by you'll never guess who. <laughs> I fucking love it. I think they've had enough. By now, I'm sure you've all gone out and got a copy of the movie High Fidelity. And if you're going to break down and eventually get Pat Boone's album in a metal mood. I'm not. Uh, you, well, you can actually hear it for free at his Spotify. Yes, he has a Spotify and that's, that's on there. the only way I'd ever listen to it, <laughs> other than the forced during this show. <laughs> we talked about Purple Rain. This was, of course, a huge hit soundtrack that year and the greatest greatest movie of all time. Uh, <laughs> Tipper Gore formed the PMRC, the Parents Music Resource Center, in response to the, quote, filth she heard on her daughter's copy of Prince's Purple Rain. Right, because darling Nikki. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Uh, People can squeal with indignation all they want. I'm okay with that, honestly. I mean, it isn't that, you know, just a little racy lyric here and there, but there's some shit out there that, I mean, you really, truly would not want your kids hearing. Uh, I'm sorry, that's that's my opinion. I agree. You know, anyway, I, mean, I when see. I was a kid, see, it bothered me that there was, you know, censorship. But then, you know, once I got older, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's good that parents know. Yeah, there you go. See, you grew up. That's the thing. Fuck off. No, I no, I mean, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're a mature person. You were a kid then. I understand that. I was that. a kid. It seemed like, don't tell me what I can't listen to. All right, besides 1984, you two, the Unforgettable Fire. Oh, fuck. Did we for, it was an unforgettable album? It was. It was, okay. Uh, absolutely. Pretenders Learning to Crawl. Hell yeah. Middle of the Road. Yeah. Back on the Chain Gang. Oh, my goodness. Great stuff. Don Henley. He was having a fun time, wasn't he? <laughs> he <laughs> Building the Perfect sure Beast. I have that on vinyl. Great record. R.E.M. Reckoning. There you go. Yes. Cars, Heartbeat City. I got that one. Joe Jackson, Body and Soul. <laughs> oh, you're simply not going to believe the songs. Allocate the next 45 minutes of your life to singing along with us because you will know them too, regardless of your age. Prince, when doves cry, how can you just leave me standing alone in a world so cold? Right, right. Ah. That's what I'm talking about. Tina Turner, what's love got to do? Got to do with it. It was just that kind of year. Kenny Loggins, now I gotta cut loose, foot loose, take off your Sunday shoes. 
Uh, Van Halen, might as well jump. 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 <laughs> Sorry. I love that we're both like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> uh oh. Lionel Richie, hello. It's me, me you're looking, looking for. Ready to lose yourself and prove yourself? Yes. Owner of a lonely heart. Come on, it's a classic. Owner of a broken heart. Much better than that. <laughs> On this show, you're always going to get culture from your culture vultures. Well, what about Culture Club? Comma, 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 chameleon. You come and go. You come and go. Send you Laura for time after time. If you're lost, you can look and you will find me. Time after time. Sorry about the rhythm there. <laughs> Uh-oh. Did we talk about the Pony Sisters earlier? Jump. Jump in. Jump in. Da, 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 da. Oh, so good. If you can take my kisses in the night, then jump. Fall oh, your love. love. Oh, you good. Nice work, I Pumpkin. Nice. Some Pony Sisters. The romantics, I hear the secrets that you keep on when, when you're talking in your sleep. She was a little bitty baby in diapers, and she remembers that. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a mom. See, this is, this is the sweet spot here, where she was actually uh, born. You know, a rat born and into music and everything, and I hadn't given up on it altogether. So <laughs> that's why we know them all, you know. Thompson Twins, hold me now. I little rewarmed electronic PGs. I did not expect you to do that. You didn't? I heard him in my head going, Sing your love out, you know, or whatever, then you did. Sing your love out. It belonged there. It needed to be there. <laughs> I just didn't think you'd do it. That was fucking perfect. Oh, and Rockwell, do you remember? I always feel like somebody's watching me. And, and I, I got no, no privacy. privacy. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Dan Hartman, I can dream about you. If I can hold you tonight. Dan Hartman, the bass player and one of the more prominent songwriters and singers of the Edgar Winter Group. Ah. That's right. This is the man who wrote Free Ride and uh, other classics. Uh, fantastic artist. One of the breakout songs by Madonna. You just keep on pushing my love over the borderline. Madonna, by the way, would go on to do a Bond theme, but then again, who wouldn't? You know him. Uh, Billy Idol, Eyes Without a Face. Hey, karaoke hey. song. Uh-huh. Don't get me started on that one. The cheesy. Oh, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Islands in the Stream. Islands in, in the, the Stream. stream. That, that is what we are. are. No one in, in between. between. How can we be wrong? Sail away with me to another world. The soundtrack of the cheesiest music video of all time, Pat Benatar. We are young. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Too heartache, we stand. Uh, no promises, terrible. no demands. Terrible. I remember seeing terrible. the street fight scene Worst acting ever. in uh, The Dark Knight Rises and thinking, holy shit, this looks like uh, a 1980s music video, like Love is a Battlefield. It just looks so weak.
ZZ Top. Who doesn't love them? A little bit of ZZ Top. She's got legs. She knows how to use them. The kings of music video. One of the yeah, music video. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Couple of acts I know have your respect. The police. I'll be wrapped around your finger. Wow. Killer song. Killer song. Out, talk about outside of the box songwriting. I oh, mean, love it. Spent a while discussing the amazing year 1984. History strikes back. Oh, my goodness. As if that were not grueling enough. Okay. All right, announcing the new theme, because you need a new theme upon which, around which to center your lives and your submissions. Yes, your submissions. Yes. And the theme is Houses of the Hoary. Now, the cheesy bird pun based on the classic song, Houses of the Holy. Now, according to what uh, Bunkin here was telling me, which I had no idea, evidently this song is about live music or something mm-hmm. like that. You shall explain that in a moment. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. No, I I do want to hear the explanation because I don't remember. But we're looking for songs about the dancing, drinking, singing along, the connection you feel with the band and their songs, and I would add the fans as well. Oh, the hoary itself is the hoary red pole. uh, It's an Arctic bird in the Finch family, so it means it's a cute little sweetheart. Okay. But then we also, again, keep it wide open. Therefore, we also say... Just how music moves you and affects you. So think about how many... Avenues that opens up. I mean, surely everybody has done a song about music at one point or another in their lives. Well, now we want to hear them. And that's the theme, folks. So songs about music, just about any way you slice it. (laughs) Exactly. It's time for parting is such sweet sorrow. Well, I'm going to try not to get too upset because it's our year show, which means, you know, that we've had many and we have many under our belt and we have many more. Um, that we'll uh, we'll put under our belt, if you will. But you're wondering, what is the hell yes or oh hell no for this week? And I know you're thinking, you probably have it figured out that there's some sort of methodology, there's some sort of madness behind these very specific artists or bands, and you have uncovered and you've cracked the code. No, because there isn't one. But this week's band is Journey. Are you in? Are you out? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Where do you stand? All right. Well, the next episode of Winging It airs February 27th. A New Birds of a Feather airs March 6th. Might as well say it's... No, no, sorry. I'm doing the wrong show here. <laughs> <laughs> I, we have to talk about that after the show. Uh, Mansana Podcast. I'm sorry. Apple Podcast. Hey, uh, hey. I'm sorry, hey. Spotify. Spreaker. There ain't no Spanish words for that, Jack. Uh, I Corazon Radio. No, no. I Heart hey, Radio. Hey. I Heart Radio. Podchaser, Castbox, The J Thing, Geo Seven, and more, and uh, so many good shows. So many ways to hear these good shows. I don't know exactly what more you could ask of us, and uh, I think that's about all we have for this episode. And that only leaves for you to say: First of all, happy anniversary! Oh, One total ha- yes, happy anniversary! One year, and it has been. Show. And it has been. Let's get the flock out of here. <laughs> This has been Birds of a Feather.
on Fusion Music Radio.